a Radio 191 FM podcast. Speaking of tax fraud, I am joined in the studio with Nick Taper. Nick, how are you going? Very well, thank you. How was your uh, financial year? (laughs) Terrible, as always. (laughs) No, my financial year, it's fine. I do a bit of self-employed contract work, so I do have to sort my own tax out soon, and I'll attempt to not be fraudulent with it, but hey, who knows? People make mistakes. They do. I um I got a letter from the ACC because I was doing a bit of self-employed work last year, and I made four hundred dollars, and I got charged three hundred fifteen dollars in tax because they extrapolated it as if I was getting paid that all year. So right, but this isn't a tax chat with Dave and Nick. This is actually band chat with uh, Dave and Nick. So Jeez. Nick Taper. You're in a band, you're doing a live to air in 15 minutes. So first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. No worries. We've got to celebrate uh, all Aotearoa artists, particularly Aotearoa artists. So we appreciate you coming in. Yep. No, I, uh, it's very lovely to be back. It's been a while since I've mm. been in the studio. So when was the, You used to have a show here, didn't you? I did, years ago, yeah. And I was a terrible radio. I was actually, no, I was okay on the radio. <laughs> I was just very poorly organised at that point in my life. So... Uh, Apologies to everyone who worked at Radio 1 when I was a radio host. Any, I, any specific apologies? Tom like? was here. Sorry, Tom. Um, sorry, Simon Wallace. Mm. Um, this is actually a genuine apology. Yeah, no, I'm like, this right now. Yeah, that's, um, well, I'm um, sure they appreciate that. I can actually see Tom at the moment. He's not listening, but um, I'm sure he'd appreciate this video. Yeah. <laughs> they do great work and have consistently done great work. So, yeah. Thanks, Radio 1. Well,. That we, I mean, I'll speak for the station. Thank you. Well, it's good to have you back. <laughs> this time's time time. time behind us now. Yeah, it's yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's, we'll <laughs> well, you, you used to be such a powerhouse. I recognise your name. Well, I mean, you Nick Tiva is such a in the music circles, at the Radio One circles, the acting circles of Dunedin, the theatre circles. It's such a well recognised name. So, what have you been up to since uh, that? That last period of your life where you weren't as organised. <laughs> Since I peaked. Since, oh, no, no, no. Downhill. We all peaked in high school, we know <laughs> that. Oh, it's so true, isn't it? I think I peaked when I was like eight, actually. <laughs> I was real good at Age of Empires. And that Ooh, was that one was or it. two. Two. Mm. Yeah, two, a bit, bit too young for one to really yeah. get into it in a heavy way. Did you ever get... Sorry, this is... A, we'll go back to the this question. This is the best kind of interview, But, but right? did you ever get the CD for one, the demo for one in the Kellogg's yes. cereal packs? Yes. And it was like, it's the demo. Turns out it was the, the whole game. game. It's the full game. What a marketing tactic. I mean, awesome. they probably made no money from it, but everyone knows that game. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if somehow they can monetize this conversation right now. <laughs> Maybe, Maybe we have to pay them. Yeah. We walk out of the studio and they've got their like suits there <laughs> waiting for us. Yeah. Pay up. <laughs> I've still you got two of those, two of those um, CDs. Excellent games. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, sorry, but to go back to the question, what have you been up to? What's, what's new? What's old? So I've been living in Melbourne for the past couple of years. Uh, I went to an acting school over there and trained. Mm-hmm. Came back beginning of last year and was involved with the Summer Shakespeare cool. that was on at the Woodhall Gardens. I saw that. I saw. Um, I saw that. I lived next to the Woodhall Gardens last oh, year. Great. Yeah. yeah. So that was a uh, that was a fun time. And cool. then uh, I, I moved back to Melbourne after that. Well, just travelled back to Melbourne after that. And COVID lockdown happened about a month later. So drat. Put a bit of a halt in the. Um, Attempts to further my acting career. Mm. <laughs> career. I feel we're calling it that because it's non-existent. <laughs> At what point do you... I think career kind of is the term you use, po- not posthumously, but like after it's happened, right? It, yeah, it feels strange saying career. I feel Because yeah. it's like, it feels like, yeah, that's the correct word in theory. Yeah. But I prefer just to say what I do with my time. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Sometimes yeah. I get money for it and sometimes yeah. I don't. And that's 
what it's it is. It's great either way. That Exactly. Mm. Yeah. Well, it should be. And it's sh- not. Reconsider your choices. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. So uh, lockdown happened in Melbourne. Did you stick around in Melbourne? I did. did you see the writing on the wall? Oh, cool. I did. I stayed. Uh, my girlfriend and I were living together in Melbourne. Um, so I stayed. And then come March this year, we unfortunately broke up. So I'm back in town. This I'm is like a tell-all. I yeah. just it's much easier just to say what's been happening yeah. honestly well I, we appreciate the honesty and I'm sorry to hear that about you and your girlfriend that's okay it's, it's good to have you back in Autoporty it's lovely to be back and lovely to officially meet you Dave as well. yeah we, I, I feel like our name we know of each other definitely and this is the first conversation we've had apart from the one in the foyer of Alan Hall uh, yes of Alan Hall no I don't think it, no no um, I meant just before oh that I, one I never talked to you in Alan Hall I yeah mean, I right just, I saw you uh, earlier before the interview Nick and I were trying to track down our, I was going to say our origin story, but that's not the right way. Where we first met, and we we think it's in Allen Hall back in 2014 during some sort of uh, theatrical theatrical expose. pursuit. Yeah, yeah. Expose. No, this is the expose. Oh, what no, happened? On the- <laughs> <laughs> We've um, heard rumors. We've heard rumors. <laughs> so, uh, and how has the musical career, the Nick Tipper musical career, been weaved in between uh, going to Melbourne, coming back, and in lockdown? Uh, it definitely was. Just making music mm. uh, made lockdown a lot easier. Um, going into lockdown, uh, yeah, with COVID happening, acting kind of became a non-thing mm. for quite a while. So music was something that I was able to do that was self-motivated. Um, I had um, artistic direction over, and mm. you know, it's completely within my, completely within my control. So. Uh, it was definitely a very therapeutic thing to be doing, yeah. and and good to have some sense of just like a, a basic achievement. Yeah, of just making something. And yeah, like, I made a thing. Great, That's I great, did it. Right? Yeah, and I think I think it was therapeutic. Like all the art, well, many of the artists we interview, um, we always talk about COVID because it's such an impactful time for everyone, particularly artists where you can't be performing, but you can still actually be, you can still actually be doing things that are productive towards your your musical career like developing new skills absolutely breaking out into the synth wave wor- synth wave world I don't know yeah everyone's <laughs> making now like trying side projects <laughs> yes oh, it's, I never got to it <laughs> well it's just nice that you can stay in process with it with the art form and mm. you don't have to yeah put it on hold because everything else is on hold mm. what feels like that whether yeah. it is completely true or not but yeah yeah it was um no I've just been really enjoying making music I didn't get to do a lot through when I was at acting school yeah because that was sort of like you're at school, you're at work, or you're rehearsing for scenes, and that's yeah. it. So it was really lovely to just have the time to be like, right, what do I have to do? Nothing really. <laughs> I guess I'll write some more music. And Excellent. I sort of found a new love again for a lot of it, so I've been Wonderful. really enjoying it. Yeah. Wonderful. Now, um, last year, uh, you released a few singles on Spotify just after the, or just after the first lockdown was released in April, and then also in September. Were... Um, how long had you been working on these songs? Were they all lockdown babies, or had they been things that had been in the works for a while? So the first couple that I did were older songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one was Drown Me, and then as a B-side I released Valleys of My Youth, which mm. are both songs that i kind of slowly been working on over a couple of years. But later releases in the year were... Um, one was No One, and the other was Wedding Ring. They were both songs that I wrote in June... Mm. Uh, along with a bunch of 10 or so others that are going to eventually be released on a full album. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so you've kind of got the new and the old between those. It's mm. 
changes in the way I've approached songwriting a little bit. Um, but I think they they all sort of fall within a similar sort of ballpark of feel and mm. I think intention of what I'm trying to do with my storytelling and music. Excellent. Yeah. And uh, so I guess... The, is the band a new thing like when you just got back into Dunedin you decided to get all the gang together which it is it is everyone go to the Radio 1 Instagram page check out the photo there are it is a star studded cast if you liked <laughs> any bit of music released in the last seven years in Dunedin you will recognise faces and you will love this lineup. so how did that all come together uh, it, basically just the people I've been playing with <laughs> forever so Zach Josh Connor um, we all went to high school together we all played in bands in high school yeah we played in way back in the day we played in Gunslinger we played in Distant City Violet O's Thoughtful and the Mighty Heart um, Richard has always been uh, a big I've always looked up to him quite a lot yeah. in the music scene him being like a couple of years older mm-hmm. um also having gone to the same high school and he actually played a couple of gigs with the Violetos as well at various points in time okay. so there's a lot of uh, a lot of history there with those people so it's just kind of the people that I feel comfortable playing with mm. um, and and just supported by I guess cool. like I'd go into a room with them and I'm like oh yeah they've got my back yeah great <laughs> excellent now I'll let you go soon because I was going to let the interview run until four thirty, but I remember you're actually playing, doing the live tour, so I can't. Yep. <laughs> I've got to give you time to prepare. But um, I just walk in anyway yeah, and you just get the mic. It's it. It's great. You, you it's tuned, liberating. You tuned for me, right, Richard? You've tuned. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> um, yeah. So I was, what I wanted to ask is because I think some of my most fond memories of uh, being in a band and playing music, while they weren't the the greatest musical memories they were the most fun I've had was playing in high school bands and the memories that like are attached to that we, I used to play in a band called Jehovah and the Witnesses love it and it was just we'd dress up in four dollar suits from the op shop yeah play at school soirees and like we were shit and we were just like kind of just jam and we weren't very good and every time like we'd introduce ourselves it's like oh this is Dan Arkroyd like 80s actors that's it fantastic was, do you have any stories like that that uh, jump out to you that you played with these guys we have to wrap it very shortly so just this oh, answer real quick sh- story um oh actually we played a covers gig one time and it was at the yacht club it was at a yacht club down <laughs> at the harbour and it was we don't play many covers gigs but occasionally we get roped into it and it started off kind of tame, but it ended up with us playing My Sharona <laughs> and Zach doing the guitar solo from My Sharona and these, like, three or four old dudes. It was a Christmas party for some, like, engineering company. These three or four old dudes just on their knees in front of them, like, worshipping it. They're probably all in, like, 40s, 50s. Oh. And it was just, like, a snapshot that I will never forget. And it was great. Brilliant. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, I hope uh, you bring us to that same emotion with this live to air. I hope so, too, yeah. I'm, I'm, I... I'm looking forward to it immensely. Nick Tepa, thank you so much, uh, and thank you for coming on for the live tour as well. Stay tuned, and thank you to New Zealand On Air for making this all possible. We will, uh, yeah, good luck. I'll let you head out and warm up those vocals. You're listening to 91. This was a Radio 191 FM podcast. You can find more at r1.co.nz or wherever quality content is found.